bit. Uh, but we are on our Christmas greeting uh, series today, and, and we, we've gone through all these different things. That, you know, the first week we talked about uh, the first new Christmas greeting. It sounds old, but it's a brand new one. Have a Merry Christmas, not a Martha Christmas, right? We talked about it. that's an M-A-R-Y Christmas, because we can get so caught up in doing Christmas, right? We can get caught up in all the Christmas parties and making sure we've got the meal all prepped. So hopefully you guys kept it a Merry Christmas the last couple days and not a Martha one, and, uh, and you had a good time just being in the presence of God and remembering uh, that Christmas is all about Jesus and not about making sure that the food's all perfectly good and the presents are all perfectly wrapped, but it's about Jesus. We also talked about the original Christmas greeting, do not be afraid. The Zachariah heard it. Mary heard it, Joseph heard it, the shepherds heard it. They were all being told, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid to be used by God. Don't be afraid to do incredible things for his kingdom. Don't be afraid. You haven't been forgotten. God hears your prayers. He sees you. He knows where you are. He meets you where you are. So we we heard all these things. And today in our last Christmas greeting, uh, I've decided, again, I, I promised you something memorable. And I thought this last Christmas greeting might be better to show you than to tell you. You guys hear me talk all the time. You're probably sick of me talking. So I'm, I'm going to show you today this last Christmas greeting. And uh, some of you guys don't know this about me, but I am classically trained in theater. Um, and uh, why, why do you guys laugh? I don't understand that. And by that, by classically trained, I mean growing up, I was in every Christmas program. I mean faithfully, every Christmas program in my church. Some of you guys are classically trained in the Christmas program, right? So I know all the parts. I mean, I've played shepherds. I've played like the second wise men one year. Um, I played a sheep one year. But I was kind of bummed because my best friend, he got to play the donkey, and he stole the show. I mean, he was just, he hawing it all the way down the aisle. And then like partway through, he fell asleep. So it was just like, everybody was like, oh, the donkey fell asleep, you know. And, and uh, one year I got to play Joseph. Another year I played an angel. And one year I got to play some dude named Uzi that the playwright just thought, we need a guy named Uzi to be at the manger and see all this. So I've done it. I've done it all. And and it's going to be great. So today, I need to present to you the nativity scene. And uh, so I need some, I need some helpers today. I I need, I need some critics who are, who are really good at that. So if I could invite just all the kids, all the kids, you can come on down. Everybody reserve the front row just for the kids today. I don't know why they didn't sit there today, but they reserved it for you. So if any kids in the building, you can come on down. If parents, if you want to come down with them, you can too. You can just sit on this front row and, uh, or, or sit on the ground here, but just come on down. It's going to be a good time. And here's what I need from you guys. And, and we're going to have, we, we, we've, we've, got, we've got it all. We've got the manger coming on up here. You guys can, yeah, just sit right on this front row. And here's what I need. You guys know the nativity story. You know Mary and Joseph and all this stuff. So I need you guys to keep a good eye on this for me, okay? If you see anything at the end of the show, don't, don't interrupt it, but at the end of the show, if you see anything that I did wrong, I'm going to ask you about it. You need to call me out on it, okay? So I think I know the story, but I need your help. So if I, if I mess up at all, you guys let me know. You're the critics today, but I'm going to try doing my best, okay? You good with that? Give me a thumbs up if you're, if you're ready. All right. This is going to be something. Okay, we ready? All right, lights. Camera. Action.
Now in the sixth month, there was a virgin named Mary, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of the house of David. Mary, also a descendant of the house of David, was highly favored in the Lord's sight, far more favored than Joseph could ever dream of being. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth. And coming to Mary, the angel said, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Listen carefully. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For that reason, this child shall be called the Son of God. And the angel left her. a decree went out from the emperor, Caesar Augustus, that all the inhabited world should be registered in a census. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to register for the census, each to his own city. So a very pregnant Mary, who was betrothed to Joseph, but decided she didn't need no man's help to raise the Messiah, journeyed by herself up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea. To the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because she was of the house and family of David. While she was in Bethlehem, there was no room for her in the inn, so she found a stable where the animals lived. When the time came for her to give birth, she gave birth to a son, her firstborn. She named him Jesus, like the angel Gabriel had told her. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger. In the same region, there was a shepherd staying out in the fields, keeping watch over the flocks by night, all by himself. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before him, and the glory of the Lord flashed and shone around him, and he was terribly frightened. But he didn't let it show. Other shepherds eh, might have cowered in fear, but this was one cool cat. The angel said to him, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news, great joy, which will be for all the people. For this day in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you by which you will recognize him. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with 
whom he is well pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherd began saying to himself, Hmm, let me go straight to Bethlehem and see this wonderful thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to me. Only me. I am one blessed shepherd. So he went in a hurry and found his way to Mary and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when he had seen this, he told the whole village what had been told them about this child. And he did it all by himself. And all who heard it were astounded and wondered at what this ruggedly handsome shepherd had told them. Then the shepherd returned, glorifying and praising God for all that he had heard and seen, just as it had been told. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, one very wise man from the east, wiser than all the other men, probably the wisest guy in the whole world, even wiser than some women, came to Jerusalem asking, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For I and I alone have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And behold, the star, which the wise guy had seen in the east, went on before him, continually leading the way, until it came and stood over the place where the young child was. When the wise guy saw the star, he rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And after entering the house, he saw the child with Mary, his mother, and he fell down and worshipped him. Then the wise guy brought his large treasure chest that he had hauled all the way from the east, uphill, through the snow, on his back. This must have been one strapping, fine-looking young man. And he presented it to the child. The chest contained the best gift of all, the only gift for a young king. Pure, solid gold. Far better than any lousy perfumes or oils that other not-so-wise guys might have brought. Because you can buy anything with gold. But you go try buying something with frankincense or myrrh, you're not going to get very far. And having been warned by God in a dream, the wise guy left for his own country by another way. guys, you guys were watching me today, all right? You guys know the nativity story, so I need to know, did I get it right? Sort of. All right. If you saw something wrong, raise your hand. All right. Come on up here. Come on up here. 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 Take a seat next to me. 
All right, first, tell everybody your name. What's your name? Lily. Lily. Lily, you think I messed up? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. But I'm a pastor. I, I, don't, I don't do that. I, I know that. You, but you're saying I messed up. Yeah. All right, what, what was wrong? First of all, Mary. Wait, first of all? Does that mean there's a second of all? <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for this. <sighs> all right, all right. One thing at a time. All right. What, what, what did I mess up? Mary doesn't have a beard. <laughs> have you seen pictures of Mary that you know this fact? Um, I have the movie The Star. And she didn't have a beard in that movie. Okay. All right. All right. Well, maybe next year we can change that. Okay. And uh, so what's, what's second then? Um, I don't know. Okay, just the beard. All right. Give it up for Lily. <laughs> Anybody else? Who, who else? All right, come on down. Come on down. So you're telling me there's more I messed up. All right, what's your name? Soraya. Soraya. Uh, what did you see that was wrong? There's supposed to be two more wise men and two more shepherds and, and, two, and two who... And one more, and and one of, and two of. So, so two more wise men, two more shepherds, because three is a really good number, right? Okay. And, and there was one more of, of, of somebody, do you remember? Mary and Joseph. Right, there was just one Joseph, right? Not two? There's only one. Okay. All right, so I, what's so funny? Okay, so there, there was two more wise men, two more shepherd, and one more Joseph, right? Okay, anything else? Uh, no. That was it? All right, G give it up, give it up. We, we could have had some more. Granted, I was a little low on people this week, so we had to make some cutbacks. Uh, does anybody else have something wrong? All right, come on down. What, what's your name? Luke. Luke, all right. Uh, this is my son, by the way. Uh, Luke, I'm a little nervous. What did I do wrong? You forgot about Joseph. I forgot about Joseph. What's, why is he important? Because he's a part of the story. He's a part of the story. That's true. Who was Joseph married to? Mary. Mary. That's right. All right. Thank you, Luke. Did, anybody else, did I get anything else wrong? There's still some more? All right. We'll have one more. Come on down. All right. Tell your, tell your name to all these lovely people. Brayson. Brayson? Now, you're still telling me I, I messed up more, huh? Okay. What, what was it? There was no donkey. There was no donkey? Did I forget the donkey? Man. I even had a donkey. I just forgot to bring it out. I should have brought it next year. I'm bringing the donkey. Anything else that I should bring next year? No. No. All right. Just a donkey. All right. Brayson, thanks for coming. Well, I'm going to have to do some edits on that one, and uh, we'll, we'll come back, we'll work on it, we'll get there. Uh, but, but as these kids so aptly pointed out, besides the whole Mary not having a beard, um, I didn't think about that one, but spot on, spot on, is in this story, nobody did anything by themselves, right? Mary didn't go it alone. I mean, Joseph could have divorced her and and said, no, this is, this is on you. But, but Joseph was with her. They, they journeyed to Bethlehem together. They went to the, the manger, the, the stable together. They didn't, they didn't go alone. 
It didn't say there was one shepherd out there. It said there were shepherds in the fields nearby. It wasn't just one. They were, they were in it together. They, they went and they saw this child that the angels told them about together. And then they went and they told the whole village together. And then the wise men, we don't know how many there were, uh, but we assume there's at least three. You know, they brought gold and frankincense and myrrh, and, and, and they journeyed together. One guy didn't just do it all by himself. It was always together. It was always together. And, and really, that brings me to our last Christmas greeting. It comes straight out of uh, the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. So we're going to put it up on the screen here. But in Luke chapter 2, it says this. When the angels had left them, and this is talking about the shepherds, and gone into the heavens, the, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that, that happened, which the Lord has told us about. When they had seen him, they sp spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. So here we have this, this passage, and the shepherds say to each other, you know, after they hear from the angels, they say, let's go. Let's go. Let us go. They didn't say, let me go and, and let me do it all on my own. It says, let us go. And then following, it doesn't say, let us go again. But I can imagine once they got to the manger and, and they, they saw the sight that, that the angels had told them. And it was this beautiful thing. And they got to see this, this humble king. And, and, and they got to be part of that. They went and they probably said to each other, hey, let's go tell the city. Well, let's go tell everybody. We got to get this good news out. We got to get this good news out. So the last Christmas greeting today is simply, let's go. Let's go. Uh, as a church, God didn't call us to live this Christian life alone. He didn't call us alone. He called us together. He called us the church. In fact, several times in the Bible, you'll see uh, Jesus specifically calling. Let me make sure okay, I don't have the angel robe on anymore. Um, God called us specifically that, that we're supposed to be a church, a body. We all have different talents. We all have different gifts. We have, all have different, uh, you know, things that God wants to use us for. But when we come together and we work together, it turns into a beautiful thing. It turns into a body. It turns into a living, breathing organism with Jesus at the head who, who's showing us the way to go. And it's a beautiful thing, this church is. And it's kind of like an orchestra. You know, you got all these different sections. You got the brass section. You got the, the string section. You got the wind instruments. You got, you got all these different things with all these different sounds, and they're, they're playing different notes. But you put them all together, and they're working together in harmony, and, and all of a sudden you create this beautiful symphony. And that's, that's the picture of the church. We're supposed to do this thing together. So if you've been out trying to do it all on your own, you've been doing it wrong. Uh, we, need to, we need to follow Jesus together. You know, there's a couple words that, that I think we use this let's go uh, vernacular in our everyday lives. Some of you used it this morning when you're trying to get the kids together and, and you're just like, let's go. Come on, let's go. Let's get out the door. Let's go. And, and so you're telling them, let's, let's go together. Like, I'm not going to, you know, some of you have maybe threatened, like, I'm going to leave you at home and I'm going to drive here myself or you're going to have to drive on your own. Uh, you need to get out of bed and all these things. No, let's go together, right? Another way that we use it is if you've ever been on a sports team or you've coached a sports team, that seems to be like a common phrase that everybody uses is let's go. And it can mean lots of different things, right? 
So the coach telling the team, you know, before the game, all right, guys, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, and he's, he's telling them, like, please, let's go together. Like, let's, let's do this together. Let's win. You know, it's kind of this hopeful, let's go do something miraculous today. And then somebody messes up on the team or, you know, you got the pregame speech and you got guys, I mean, if you watch an NFL game or something like that, they're hopping around like they're crazy people yelling, let's go, let's go. You know, they're trying to hype each other up and just build each other up. And then, you know, something bad happens in the game and another player comes up to him and be like, come on, let's go. Like, stop being lazy. Stop, stop, do it right. Let's go. And then uh, at the end of the game, you know, you get a touchdown, you score a basket. Then all of a sudden it's not like an angry let's go. Now it's a happy let's go. It's like, let's go. You know, they're celebrating all these different things. It's funny, you know, our facial expressions can really change the meaning of words. And uh, yeah, I, I see the same thing with the church. This let's go greeting. Sometimes for us, it needs to be, hey, let's go together. Let's go. Maybe it's a, a family member that is just sitting at home and, you know, they don't, they don't want anything to, to do with church. And it's just like, no, hey, let's, let's go. Let's go together. Maybe there's a neighbor that you need to go out there and invite and just say, hey, let's go to church. I, I've got a spot open right next to me. You can sit down next to me. Let, let's go. Let's go seek Jesus together. Let's go seek Jesus. That's why we come to church on a Sunday right? Because we're seeking Jesus together. So let's go together. Don't try to do this Christian walk by yourself. Let's go together. You know, that, that second kind of meeting is God's called us to this great task, right? We, we know the Messiah has come. Good news has come. And he's given us this task to go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. And again, that's not a solo person job. Let's go together. Let's go tell the world together as a church. I, I love seeing this past week, 30 of us were, were over in that room, and we started out, we were praying over those boxes that we were going to give to the kids, and it was a beautiful thing. We were praying together, and, and when we left, we left together. We went together. We worked together as a team because it takes more than just one person to share the gospel with this world. It takes a whole team, and that's why Jesus has called this church together. Let's go together. He, he didn't let the disciples go out alone. He called them two by two. Uh, Paul didn't go on those missionary journeys by himself. He had Silas and Timothy. He had Barnabas helping him along, right? Some people may have different gifts, but we go together. And so if you've just been sitting there trying to do it all alone, or you've given up because you're like, ah, I don't feel like doing it. No, we need to go together. You know, some of us, you're, you're falling into sin and you're trying to break through some of these things that have held you down and, it's, and, and you just can't get any victory and you can't get any victory, but it's because you're trying to do it yourself. And you need some accountability. You need to bring people in and just say, hey, let's go together. Let's go together. See, this isn't just a, a Christmas greeting. This is a year-round greeting that we need to give each other. Let's go. Let's go tell the world about Jesus. Let's, let's go worship the Messiah together. Let's go tell the world about the Messiah together. You know, kids up here, teenagers, you guys can use this too. You know, maybe you're being brought here by your grandma or something like that, and your parents, they, they've never come. You know, maybe if you just bend them a little bit and just say, hey, come to church with me today, Mom. Come to church with me today, Dad. That's a way you can say let's go together. Or maybe you go home and say, you know what? I'd really like to read our Bible more. Mom, Dad, can, can, we, can we read the Bible together? And it's amazing what God can do. He can use you guys. And people can't say no to you because you're kids, right? I mean, just look at Christmas this year. People probably didn't say no to you. This is a good thing. So take advantage of it while you can. And uh, you can say, let's go together. Let's, let's tell the world about Jesus 
together, and it's a beautiful thing. So that's the third Christmas greeting for you. Again, it's a year-round uh, beautiful greeting today. Nobody does it alone. We're here together, so encourage one another. Uh, encourage them to come and sit by you. Encourage them. Invite people over to your homes. I- invite them to go out. Let's go do ministry together. Let's, let's, let's go bless people together. Let's go tell the good news about Jesus together. Would you stand with me? I want to pray for you guys because, again, we've got a great mission in this world. We've got a mission to tell the world about Jesus. And, again, it's not something we can do alone. But it's going to take a whole army. It's going to take a whole church. And God's called us to do it. He's called each one of us to do it. And, again, it's a beautiful thing when we're all working together. So let me pray for you, and you can go this Christmas morning. Jesus, God, thank you for your church. Thank you for your church. This is, this is a, a beautiful thing that you have brought together, that you have designed. Some of us may feel like we're here accidentally or we don't belong, but God, you've called us together to be a family. And Lord, we, we rely on your leadership. So God, I pray that you would guide us. I pray that we wouldn't have any loners uh, in the building who, who, who go off and try to do it all themselves. But God, you, you bring us together. You, you call us together. We get to know each other. Uh, we, we get to... Uh, have each other over in our homes, God, that we would go out and and share the good news together. God, help us to go together. So, God, I pray that you would bless uh, my church family today on this day after Christmas, that they would have an incredible week, um, God, uh, of connecting with family, connecting with each other, and, and telling the world about you. God, let's go together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.